You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome to the Collegian Week in Review. Here are your hosts, Maddie Welsh and Lauren Scott. Welcome back to the Collegian Week in Review, where we give you an inside look into Michigan's oldest college newspaper. We're your hosts, Maddie Welsh and Lauren Scott. Today, I'll be talking to Lauren about a recent criminal case in Hillsdale County, as well as what's been happening on the opinions page. Then we'll hear from Olivia Perro about a former math and computer science professor who passed away recently, as well as what's been happening in Charger Sports. And then we'll hear from Jillian Parks about a music professor and her story. This is Maddie, and I'm here with Lauren, my co-host and the assistant opinions editor of The Collegian. This week, Lauren, you wrote a story about um, a criminal case in Hillsdale, and it looks like the man had the charges dropped from him. Can you tell me a little bit about this story? Yes. So, first of all, uh, there definitely is a backstory to the story. So, I will get into that. Uh, So, basically, last March, so March of 2022, uh, the Hillsdale Police Department received a, a noise complaint so they were, they were basically responding to, like, a disturbing the peace call. Um, and the man who was being noisy, his name was Andy Dwayne Bailey. So the police officers who responded to this call were wearing, like, body cams. And so we actually saw footage of, like, the whole thing. So they came up to Bailey and told him to be quiet and... Bailey was being very crude to the officers, but uh, despite his behavior, the officers decided to let him go with just a warning. And so the officers were walking away. They had dealt with Bailey, uh, gave him a warning, and then all of, all of a sudden they encountered a dog at large. And the dog was being, um, like, acting kind of aggressive, um, not necessarily, like, towards the officers, um, from what I've heard from my sources, but the dog was still kind of aggressive. And... The officers thought it was a threat, and so they pepper sprayed the dog to um, get it to go away. And so basically, when the owner came home and saw her dog had been pepper sprayed because the lady came home like shortly after that, she was really upset. She was like yelling at the officers, and so the officers were going to fine her for having her dog out running in the wild. And so they were asking for her ID. And meanwhile, the lady is very upset because she's like, you just sprayed my dog with pepper spray. Like, he's been abused. Um, And we know all these details because of the body cams that they were wearing. And so while this is going on, this was going out of the house right beside Bailey's. And so Bailey comes over and kind of um, inserts himself in this situation. And then we see in the video that one of the officers gets really upset and accuses Bailey of obstructing his investigation. And so they then arrest him and he was charged with um, disturbing the peace and resisting arrest. And so those were his two charges. One was a misdemeanor, but the other one resisting arrest was a felony. So uh, pretty big charges. Um, According to Bailey's attorney, Darren Wisely, he could have spent a maximum of one year in jail, uh, but because both charges were dropped, uh, he no longer has to. Why did Darren Wisely decide to take on this case? So Wisely told me that one of his assistants actually saw the viral video because 
the the body cam on the police officers uh, eventually was posted by someone and it racked up about 25,000 views. And the Hillsdale Police Department was actually receiving death threats and a lot of backlash because of this. So it was kind of a big deal. And so one of Wisely's assistants saw the video and suggested to him that they should take on Bailey's case pro bono. And Wisely watched the video and kind of thought that the charges were unfair. And in the words of Wisely kind of said that although Bailey wasn't a gentleman in the videos, it's almost like he was the one who was assaulted by the officer. And so he decides to take on his case for free. So Bailey had an option to either go to trial or to take a plea bargain. And wisely said that Bailey was adamant about not taking a plea because he didn't believe he had done any crimes. And so that wasn't an option for him. And he would rather roll the dice with the jury. And so they were planning on going to trial and they were in the pre-trial phase. And uh, the prosecuting attorney, Neil Brady, um, basically decided that he was going to drop the felony charge of resisting arrest because he didn't really think that there was enough evidence there for that and then as far as the misdemeanor they were going to go ahead and go to trial for that but some of the eyewitnesses that they would need for trial uh weren't able to show up so brady dismissed the case without prejudice which he said means that the charges could be reissued Uh, But something that Wisely said about this case is that he thinks that these decisions were made, but once, like, people saw that there really was nothing there, they kind of just threw the whole thing out and didn't want to deal with it. Well, good to see justice served in Hillsdale. Uh, Moving on to a different topic, Lauren, you're the assistant opinions editor. What were some of the interesting opinions that Hillsdale students faculty and staff had this week well we had a letter to the editor which if you don't know what that is um many people can submit a letter to the editor whether it be uh alumni a professor or students and so last week we had an article published that hillsdale students should celebrate black history month and in that article the reporter mentioned that slavery was America's original sin. And the letter to the editor this week was written by a grad student who disagreed with the reporter's claim that slavery was America's original sin. The basis of his argument was that uh, he said pretty much every school child knows that the first slave's arrived in the American colonies in 1619 and so it was already established before the colonies became independent and he said that the founding fathers made a lot of efforts to um, get rid of slavery and abolish it completely and so the founders kind of set up America in a way where slavery would eventually be abolished and therefore it wasn't the original sin since it had already existed 150 years prior to America's independence. Thanks for sharing, Lauren. Yeah, of course. 
You're listening to the Collegian Week in Review. This is Maddie, and I'm here with Jillian Parks, the social media manager of the Collegian. And this week she wrote a feature story about one of the faculty members of the music department. So Jillian, tell who is this story about? And what does she do at Hillsdale College? Great question, Maddie. Um, her name is Stacy Jones, and she is an artist slash teacher of music of percussionist studies here at the school. That is her official title, and that is what it's called. Um, so basically, she stepped into this role after her husband, Eric, passed away. And Eric used to be in charge of the jazz ensemble percussion alongside classical percussion, but um, Stacy's more classically trained, so she actually took on the role of the admissions counselor for the music department. Um And so she's been doing that ever since. She takes care of classical percussion. She performs in recitals with her students um, and does some really cool creative things with that. And she's also in charge of recruiting students who might want to come to Hillsdale for music. What did Stacey do before she came to Hillsdale? Um, So basically, Stacey completed half of her undergrad at University of Oregon. And then she got married to Eric Jones, who was four years older than her. And so he was starting his music career. He was out getting out there working on his um, like doctorate level stuff. Um, and so they ended up moving to Michigan State University where he was in charge. He was finishing his doctoral level recitals and um, lessons and things like that. And she actually stepped into kind of a surrogate role as just helping him complete all the things that he had to do. So she um, they ended up having they have two daughters. There's two daughters that they had. Um, and she was in charge of taking care of the family, but she was also in charge of like helping with his recitals. They formed a duo called Equal Temperament Percussion Duo. And um, they would travel and perform. They also did some composition for other duos, um, or not duos, percussionists in general. And she also stepped into the role of adjunct adjunct professor at different universities and colleges in the area when he took on his role here at Hillsdale. So you said that Stacy came into this role at Hillsdale um, because of the passing of her husband. What was that like? Tell me the story of that. Um, so she originally was given about a year to grieve, and they had somebody come in for that year-long period to cover uh, whatever Eric had been doing beforehand. And then Professor Holloman called her up because they were really close friends. They weren't just, like, colleagues. Like, they were all really close friends. And it was basically like, we want you for this position. Um, <laughs> we want you for this position. And she agreed and she came and they obviously switched things around for her made her admissions counselor um and she says that like she got her year to mourn and to grieve um and to go through that process but after that year was up she considered it like a blessing that she was able to walk into the building where eric poured so much of his time into it um and just kind of be a piece of that puzzle um even after he died so um there was obviously some issues with not issues but there were some um it was sensitive like there was, it was a big topic and she was able to like make something really good out of it where she's able to appreciate the work that he did when she walks in and works here now. You talked to Holloman for this story. I did. What did he have to say about Stacy? I mean, namely what he talked about was their relationship and how um, how special he was uh, or she is to him and, and vice versa and like their family dynamic. Um, he talked a lot about how they like to cook together and watch movies together. Um, apparently her kids call him Uncle Jim, which is really sweet. And um, that relationship is really important to him. And he says that she's been really, um, he uses the word like growing into the role and really changing the way that the music department does admissions. And he's really um, proud of her, not only as a musician and being really talented and stewarding, stewarding these students well, but also um, pioneering this new role and like getting the music department, the students that they, they want to have here. 
So Hillsdale is a very unique place. Um, how does Stacy look at that and how does she sort of fit into Hillsdale? Um, one thing that she just emphasized a lot was that she learns a lot from her students and that she just really appreciates the way that the musicians are able to pour fully into their undergraduate degrees um, alongside their instruments. And like a lot of the students that we have in our music department here are not music majors. They just, um, they're on scholarship or whatever it may be, or they're just part of the choir and they pour into the department, but they also have facets outside of that that are important to them. And she um, cited that as an instance of just being really inspirational to her as somebody who like had to put her education on hold a lot and she had to like kind of move around and be really flexible with her undergraduate degree. Um, she likes getting to watch the students here who like um, are practicing their craft and really pouring into it, but also um, pouring into other other departments as well. Was there anything that she or anyone else told you when you were working on this story that you didn't get to include in the final piece? Mm. Let me think. I mean, one of the things I kind of already touched on is like the really important relationship between Holloman and Stacey Jones, um, because I didn't really get to, because the profile piece was for Stacey and it was about her and her life. Um, but I didn't really get to talk about the way that the music department is not just like faculty and colleague relationships. It's like a really deep entrenched uh, like friendship. And another way that that shows up is in like the development of the actual position title. Um, it's actually a capital A artist slash teacher of music is what they're all called, um, which Holloman actually devised back when Eric first joined um, because he they had cut off the potential for teachers to be tenured. Um, and that was no longer a track that they offered at the school. And but he was trying to build a whole music department. Um, and so he's like, how do I offer full time positions that don't have like tenured benefits um, and like actually attract people? So what he did was he created this position called artist slash teacher of music in which um, these teachers are expected to be teachers, obviously, but also artists. And so it gives them the freedom to like they still get benefits and things like that. Um, I didn't ask too too specifically into that because I didn't find it particularly pertinent. But it is interesting that. Um, they're able to continue working on their craft and continue working on composition and performing and all these things in their free time, um, getting to like whatever it is, compete in competitions or compose their own work, um, while also getting to be teachers. So they're performers and they're teachers at the same time. And I think that really contributes to a stronger music department. I know Stacey had a pretty big uh, recital mm -hmm. recently. Uh, what does she have to say about that and what, how that went for her? It was called On the Precipice, and um, I mean, she has a quote where she talks about her, like, work with it and it being, like, experimental and interesting and, like, the cross between um, music and, and grief and experiencing just, like, a lot of human emotions, which is really interesting, and you should read the piece to read the quote. Um, um, I think one of the big things was the way that Holloman talked about the recital and even other, like, music students that know her just, like, in passing, talking about how, like, if you're going to go to a recital you want to go to a percussion recital because you never know what they're going to do. They're really innovative. They're really interesting to watch. Um, and they combine a lot of different styles, a lot of different types of music. They do movie music. They do regular, like classical, like they combine it all really um, to create a really interesting piece of art. And it's just really widely and highly praised across this campus. So if anybody gets anything out of this profile, aside from like how incredible Stacey is, it should be like, make it, make it your goal to go and um, see a recital by her. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Julian. Yeah. Anytime. This is the Collegian Week in Review. This is Lauren, and I'm here with Olivia Perro, the assistant sports editor of the Collegian. This week, she wrote a story. Um, it was actually an obituary about a former mathematics and computer science professor. Olivia, tell us um, about this man and the impact that he had. Yeah, so this is Jack Reinel, and he retired from Hillsdale College as 
a math and computer science professor in 2014. And I interviewed Paulina Volosov, who is currently a math professor here. And she had Rinal as a professor uh, during her time at Hillsdale as a student. And she only had good things to say about him. She said he was a very kind and warm person that impacted her uh, time here at Hillsdale very positively. Rinal, he was also very interested in birding. So he liked to go out and look for birds. And he contributed a lot to the state of Michigan bird counts. So he was a very interesting man with a lot of different interests. How long was he a professor at Hillsdale and what were some of his greatest accomplishments? So he was a professor at Hillsdale for 32 years and one of his biggest accomplishments was helping to start the computer science minor here. So he set that up for the college when he got here and that has continued today as one of the minors. What was his demeanor like? So from what I've heard from Dr. Webster, Dr. Murphy, and Dr. Volosov is that Rinal was very kind, warm, gentle. He just had um, a smile on his face all the time. So he was a very happy man who uh, just loved everyone that he met and loved his job. And then can you expand upon his relationship with math and birds specifically. I know that the people you interviewed had some things to say about that. Yeah, so it sounds like he was interested in math uh, from a young age, and so he went to Michigan State University for his undergraduate degree and then UC Berkeley for his doctorate. So he studied math when he went to college and had a good interest in that. And then separately, he was really interested in birding and going out listening to the birds, identifying the birds, counting the birds for the Michigan State Counts, and then he would publish writing about birds. So separate interests with the math and birds, but both things that made up his life. After he left Hillsdale, did he still stay pretty involved uh, in the college? He did. So he came back every spring for the seniors, they have a luncheon, so he would come back every spring for that and he would catch up with the professors still here and tell them about what he was up to and he was usually doing his birding activities um, that filled up his days of retirement right up till the very end. So he would come back and just kind of share about what he was doing in that realm. Olivia, tell me about the baseball team. So the baseball team was in Cleveland, Tennessee, uh, where they won two of three games last weekend against Lee University, which is one of the top ranked teams. Um, So they did a really good job and they're just kind of getting into their season as is softball. Softball will be going down to Tennessee this weekend as well to compete in the Tusculum Round Robin Tournament which is a pre-conference tournament, but it's getting them ready for the full-on games that will be coming later on this season. Moving on to guns, a student competed at the Shotgun World Cup. That's pretty interesting. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so sophomore Josh Corbin, he traveled to Morocco recently to compete in the World Cup. Uh, for skeet shooting, he's on the USA team for skeet. So um, I know that was a pretty big deal. Very exciting that he went. We've had Ida Brown compete before. She went to Cyprus for a World Cup and a few other 
big competitions for USA shooting for trap. So um, Corbin's entering into that realm as well, which is very exciting that we have him as a Hillsdale student in that international uh, stage. Moving on to women's basketball. I know we had a little bit of a bounce back, per se, uh, after we got defeated by the Ashland Eagles. Um, Tell us about this little comeback. Yeah, so the women's basketball team, they bounced back from a loss to Ashland University. Um, Ashland, they're an un- undefeated so far, so um, they were a pretty big competition. But now the women's basketball team has defeated Ursuline University while they were on the road, so that's pretty exciting. And um, they won that game 66-55. to Thank you, Olivia. Thanks so much for having me. You have been listening to the Collegiate Weekend Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Lauren Scott and Maddie Welsh. You can find the Collegian online at hillsdalecollegian.com or on Instagram and Twitter at hdalecollegian. You can also find previous episodes of the Collegian Weekend Review at cwir.transistor.fm. Once again, you've been listening to the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.